Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, this is Paz from fantasyfootballscale.co.uk. You are listening to the Q&A. If you'd like to watch us live, we stream every Friday over on YouTube. Just search for Fantasy Football Scout. Thanks for listening. Hello everyone, welcome to your weekly Q&A ahead of game week four. We're going to answer all of your questions, so get them in. Uh, no Sam this week, uh, she is back She's working crazy hours at the moment and it's kind of all over the place. Um, so she'll be back next week. Uh, but we've got a very adequate stand-in in Gianni Batici. How are you, Gianni? I'm very well, mate. This is the first time I've sat in this chair on this desk uh, with this backdrop for a week. And it's very strange. I spend a lot of my life sat here. And because I've been away, and yeah, it, it's nice to be back. Nice to be back. And I, sit, I associate this space in my house and this seat as i'm here to talk fpl oh, so yeah. i don't sit here for anything else like, i don't sit here and do my day job at this desk or anything like that so this is fpl mode and as of 30 seconds ago i'm back <laughs> very nice yeah you had, a, you had a nice time away it was great thank you mate yeah good to recharge batteries i mean i still thought about fpl a lot but i didn't think about too much i didn't worry too much about things like price rises and early transfers i was like i'm gonna wait to the press conferences anyway and i have missed out on a few point ones i've seen my goalkeepers drop like everson who potentially was going to be one of my transfers out but no i'm in a good place where is is sam on sam's not on holiday is she she was on holiday last week she was on holiday last week and now she's back doing various things sort of just just all over the place so and i think the kids are still around um oh yes yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I don't know how kids work there's kids i think who are in a house <laughs> that distracts her from from doing stuff like this um so yeah it's uh but i think yeah. i think from next week she, she's back um hi everyone in the chat uh a few people commenting on the sound and the intro music i think the intro music and the and the lobby is, is a bit of a kind of a um a few, at first, a few people were a little bit unsure, but I'm seeing more and more positive comments about it. It's nice. I'm going for a nice, chilled sort of, you know, vibe. That's the kind of idea as you're kind of waiting. It's not like the black box, like heavy. Dun, 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 dun. Try to go for a bit. Well, that's late thing. night, isn't it? That's yeah, exactly. late night party, black box. Exactly. You're nocturnal. Exactly. Scout's <laughs> supposed to be a bit more chilled, a bit more, especially for a stream uh, like this. Um, for anyone not aware, do drop your questions in the chat and Jenny and I will answer as many um, as we can. Um, also, uh, 50% of all money raised from Super Chats um, will go to Jenny's uh, charity, uh, which you work for, which is Street Child United. Do you want to just say a little bit about Street Child United? Yeah, awesome, awesome organization. We, um, we do World Cups for street children. Like we've got 280 kids from 28 teams going to Qatar in a month's time to take part in a World Cup. These are kids that 
have never left their cities before, don't have birth certificates, don't go to school, often live or work on the streets, and they're getting this amazing two weeks uh, to represent their country and change their lives forever moving forward. So awesome organisation, supported very well by the FPL community, Scout more than anyone. So yeah, thank you so much, Scout, for for supporting Street Charge United. Yep, 50% raise goes to Street Charge United, the other 50% goes on new graphics and making the channel grow and gets bigger. So hopefully all kind of feeds into one and more money's raised yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, do get your super chats in um, if you want to kind of support um, both those things. Um, right, let's start at the top. Uh, Sayuj says, wasn't it Sam today? Uh, it was supposed to be. Jani was a, a late addition um, in, into the into the mix, which is great. Um, quite a few questions about Robertson um, coming in. Mm. Uh, Sayuj asked, keep Robertson or move him for a cheap defender? Uh, Niraj says, should we give double Liverpool defence one more chance? Leo is good, says, will Robbo be benched? Jo- FPL Josh says Robbo won't be benched. What do you make of, what do you make of Robbo? We've seen Simicast make a couple of guest appearances sort of the last 20 minutes, 30 minutes. But that's not because Robertson's been playing really badly. It's because there's no other people on the bench to come on and try and change mm. the game. And Simicast is there with a bunch of kids. So, look, Robbo's going to be starting. I wouldn't be surprised to see him start three games in a week. Sure, he could miss one, but that fear is there with a lot of players. I know a lot sold Robertson last week, and I get why. Many thought United would score and they did. For this fixture and for the next two fixtures, good home fixtures, I think you hold Robertson. Um, Yeah, as I know you sold him last week and I would have probably done the same, but this week I'd be keeping him. I don't think you can sell him this week, can you? Um, I am worried though. I mean, with the fixtures coming the way they are, the midweeks next week, I think Simicast starting is a very, very strong possibility in one of those games. I mean, the fact he was brought on when when Liverpool were, were you know chasing the game against Palace and they went yeah. a man down. Um, yeah, there was kind of talks that he was Robertson was losing his head a bit and, and Klopp kind of wanted to protect him. But clearly, Klopp likes Simakas and he's a good player and, and has come on and done well, especially last season um, as well. So, I think Simakas starts one of the next two games, either Bournemouth or the game midweek. That would be my guess. I don't think I can advise people to sell Robertson, though, because if he does start against Bournemouth, he's probably one of the defenders I'd most want to have. So I think you have to ride it out this week. And if he starts this week, then maybe looking at selling him the week after. There's never really going to be a great time to sell him. That's what I thought, because you're you're always going to bat Liverpool in most games for like a clean sheet and a win. You're always going to back him for some attacking returns. But I would just pick a game other than Bournemouth at home to do it, personally. Yeah, agreed. And those attacking positions he's getting in, I know he hasn't had any attacking returns, but he is popping up ahead of Luis Diaz on that left-hand side a lot, and he is still on a lot of set pieces. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, KG in the chat says, Liverpool forums all expecting a Robertson benching uh, this week. Interesting. Interesting, that. Interesting, yeah. Um, yeah, I, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Simakas come in for, for this one. Um, you know, it's, it's a really poor start to the season for Klopp, and... He, wa- he might want to make a couple of changes. doesn't have a huge amount of options of players to change. Can't change that front three with Jota out. Can't really change the midfield other than Fabinho coming back in. So what can he change up? Well, it's probably just that left-back position. And maybe Nat Phillips coming in for Gomez. <laughs> if Konate and Matip are still out, there's not really a huge amount. The depth in that squad isn't that high. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. Uh, we've had our first super chat. Thank you very much, um, Ahmed Atia. Oh, God, what a question. I love the way it's phrased. What the <laughs> hell do we do with Mount? Madison is a doubt, apparently. We were talking about this just before we came on. Uh, and we said, let's not use up all our good content before yeah, no, we go we on did. air. Yeah. <laughs> Literally <laughs> talking about this question, weren't we? I know. Well, I, was, I was hoping someone would, would ask us. I mean, I've, I've got Mount. And if, if you saw me on Black Box, I finished that show and I basically 
said to Mark, I'm going to do mount out for Gundogan, and that gives me the money to upgrade Iverson up to a 4.5 keeper um, for a hit. And then I literally had the transfer page open. I did the moves. I was on, you know, when you're just on the confirm transfer button, mm-hmm. and it, it just it just didn't feel right. I was just looking at Mount versus Leicester, and then he's got Southampton, and then I think yeah. it's West Ham and Fulham. And I just looked at these games, and I thought it wouldn't surprise me to see Mount turn up in this in this Leicester match. Agreed. It's probably the best game he could have. I, like, I look at all the teams in the league and I think, okay, Nottingham Forest are bottom for XGI, um, for XG conceded. They're the worst team, um, statistically, for, you know, for defending. But Leicester are second from bottom in yeah. it as well. Madison's out as well. Now, you might think Madison out might affect their attack, but it can also affect their defence. I mean, that control in midfield is, is important. And that's where Mount can kind of thrives and can kind of push forward from a midfield spot. So... It just didn't feel right to lose him ahead of this match. So I'm giving him one more week. He's dropped again in price. I think you either sold him last night and avoided that price drop or you keep him for Leicester. I don't think you sell him now. Thoughts? Yeah, like I'm with you on the Leicester fixture being like, if you're Chelsea at home, who do you want to play most in the league right now? Many might say Bournemouth, but Bournemouth can come and park the bus Mm. and maybe after 60 minutes, it's still nil-nil and then you score late. The good thing about Leicester is not only do they concede tons of shots and chances, they also have a go. They're always a team that look like they're going to score. So with that, that will play into Chelsea's hands. There will be plenty of spaces for Chelsea to score and score early. So I'm with you. I think that's one of the best fixtures Chelsea could ask for, Leicester at home, to sell the guy that's on set pieces as well. We know how vulnerable Leicester are at set pieces. Um, I say he's on set pieces. Chelsea have been rotating their corner and free kick takers, but he'll be on some of them. Um, Reese James has been on some, Kukrad has been on some, but yeah, I wouldn't want to sell Mount. Also, you'd be bringing in an asset you're not a hundred percent sold on as. And that was again the other part of that swing, wasn't it? It was like you weren't absolutely sold on his replacement. So I think you, I think those that have got Mount, you probably hold him. And Madison being injured doesn't surprise me one bit. We see this a lot with players getting niggles that have been linked with moves away in the last week of the transfer window. Um, look, I'm not saying that is what Madison's doing. He could genuinely be injured, but there has been a lot of rumours linking him with clubs like Newcastle. And I just wonder if that, that's played part of the thinking as, as to him being left out. Yeah. I think that's a, that's the big problem with Leicester is that they've got so many players with question marks around them. If Tielemans, if Fafana still hasn't moved, they've got Madison as well. No real reports of anyone coming in. Like, you know, and you've got to think, and then you've got Rodgers there as well. He's not going to want to get relegated with, with Leicester. He's not going to want to have a really bad start to the season again. It looks bad yeah. on him. I, I don't know. There's there's a big cloud kind of around that club at the moment. And it's weird because they finished last season so so strongly. Yeah. You know, got to kind of the latter parts of Europe, had kind of their, most of their, their team back and, and looked really good. But... It's a, it's a really bad start from them. So yeah, my my advice is is if you haven't sold Mount already, just just keep him for one more week and assess. It's Southampton away next week. You know if Mount does return, you can keep him for that as well. Um, and then the good fixtures come. If he doesn't perform against Leicester, then I think it's just a fire sale of him, and and we we look to the next next player. So, try and try and commit to that as well. The Mount the Mount holders because it, it won't ever be a good time to sell him with those fixtures because he might blank against Leicester. And you go, oh, I'll give him one more week against Southampton. The best thing to do for me is go into this week saying if he does blank or if he does look off it, then you are committed to selling him. Try and make that call early. Obviously, you can you can adapt to it, but there will always be that feeling with a team like Chelsea and Mount in good fixtures to go. It's a good week for him. Maybe I'll yeah. hold him. As a bit like Robertson, it's never a good time to sell. Yeah, that I mean, plays for a good, a good teams involved in a lot of chances. Exactly. I mean, my my one concern about Mount is that is that he might not play because because again, Chelsea have had that that heavy loss to to Leeds, 
And maybe, you know, um, Tuchel wants to kind of ring the changes, but there isn't really a lot of options in that side if he does yeah. want to do that. And actually, Mount was one of the better players um, in that Leeds match. He was the one with the energy. He was the one kind of getting forward and it was kind of the rest of the team really that let them down. So yeah. I think he'll start. Um, yeah, and, and Havertz will be first to drop out that front yeah, three it's in terms be. of starts. It's got to be, right? I mean, Havertz has been really, really poor this season. Just, yeah. just looks so laboured all the time. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Anyway, I'm, I'm giving him one more week. So that's, that's kind of my advice uh, on that. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, no more super chats. Come on, guys. Support. Street Charge United. Get those super chats in. Also, uh, get the likes up. 373 of you are watching, <laughs> team. Uh, 40 of you have liked it so far. I know I'm, 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 I'm not as good a, I'm, I'm an okay replacement for Sam, but it's no Sam and many of you have tuned in for her. But do hit that thumbs up, guys, because the more likes, apparently, as the more likes means more people see the, the stream and therefore more people watch it. All feeds into the algorithm, Johnny. All feeds into the algorithm. All the likes and comments and everything. I'm uh, going to start pushing this hard on my team review video. <laughs> yeah, your views are down. We need to have, we need to have I'm some be words. Like, right, on, on these videos, guys, can you all like the, my team reveal? Thanks. <laughs> Please. Um, multi-levial. Uh, multi-levial? Oh, and we've had another super chat, and that's pushed my thing down. Uh, oh, multi-levial asked about um, Mark's wildcard. So do check out the, the members video tonight with, with Mark Ooh, and Andy. yeah, I'll be watching. Uh, which, which should be a good one. Um, so it's 7.45. Um, head over to the Scout channel. Uh, I have no idea what Mark's doing with his wildcard. He's basically told me yesterday that he's made a whole host of changes. Oh, from, no. From the one he presented on Black Box. And I knew he would. I knew he wouldn't start with Rodrigo and Zaha on his bench. That was too much, I thought. So I reckon he's strengthened. Wait, does this mean Salah's in? I, I am going to guess that he might be. Yeah, I get it. I, he might, I, I, I can't see Mark not, not going into this World Cup without stuff for Bournemouth at home. But it will make, um, match of the day challenge less interesting if he, if he does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next super chat, uh, Neil, uh, Pe- should I bring Perisic in for Cancelo? Uh, looking to Ooh. fund moves for Rodrigo and Tony next week. Does the upside in EV make sense or am I mad to sell Cancelo? Perisic in for Cancelo? What do you reckon? I would say yes to Perisic into a huge amount of players in this game. There's probably only one or two defenders I would say don't sell him for. And Cancelo is one of those guys. Um, I wouldn't want to sell Cancelo. I really wouldn't. Because a team like City, they concede the fewest chances in the league. So there's those six-point returns are more common for a Man City defender than any other defender in the game. Now, of course, Perisic gets, has got that, that higher ceiling than Cancelo this season. So we've seen him. He's a little bit withdrawn in that more sort of deeper midfield role when he pushes forward, but he still has huge potential for attacking returns when they play teams at home, especially weaker teams. They've got a couple of them coming up. He's also more nailed than Perisic. Perisic will not start three matches in six days. Fact, right? Cancelo probably will start three and seven. So I wouldn't want to make that move. You wouldn't do it. No, I mean, I I look at Cancelo and I think, you know, I look around all the other Man City options in defence. I look at Diaz, Stones, Laporte, Walker. I wouldn't be surprised to see any of them miss out in, in a given week. But Cancelo just isn't going to miss out. Like, he's too important. He's too good at that role. He can play at left back, he can play at right back. He's too good at dropping into midfield and supporting those midfielders, which is what Pep likes is... His fullback's doing. He doesn't have another fullback that can do that in the side. There's absolutely no danger that he's going to miss out whatsoever. So he's the best option in the best team in the league with the best defense yeah. in the league. Like I just, I think he's a he's an absolute lock for me all season. I can't see myself 
missed him. And and Perisic stresses me out. He's the opposite <laughs> of that. You know, Ken Sally, you're getting reliable consistency, you know, in, in, in that team. And Perisic, you know, I saw lots of people buying him and I just thought, why are you doing this to yourselves? I'm already stressed. I've owned him since game week one. It's been horrible. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> but I did tell people to buy him ahead of game week three because it was obvious he was going to start was. game week three. Yeah. Like, it was poor. Cessnion was poor against Chelsea game week two. But... Neil, it's a really good question. Can, can you find another way to get to him? Like, there must be another compromise somewhere. I get you want to target Rodrigo and Tony. Maybe just target one of those. And therefore, that means by only having Rodrigo or Tony, you can still perhaps get to Perisic from another player. I'm on Tony, by the way. I bought him in on end of, ahead of game week three. I'm so happy I made that move. I think Tony looks like the best mid-price asset in the midfield or attack at the moment. In that seven to eight million band, I think Tony's the standout option. Yeah, he is. I mean, Mitrovic is the is the other one that I like the look of, but the fixtures are, are much much worse. So I think Tony, Tony is, an, is a is a great pick, and you know, I'm and then move to Mitrovic in five exactly, weeks. Exactly, exactly. So I'm I'm envious of anyone with with kind of Tony um, in their side. I mean, the the, the games for Spurs be I mean, Nottingham Forest uh, next. I would expect Perisic to start that one, mm-hmm. and then it's West Ham away. I would probably expect him to start that one again if his minutes yeah, are managed. The third one he misses. And then it's Fulham at home and I reckon he misses that one and Session comes in. So Yeah. And then against it's Ma- his old club. Yeah, and then it's Man City. So, you know, it's uh the next two look good and then the two after that don't look good. I, I don't know. I, I think I think you have I mean they're two away games as well. They're not I don't think Nottingham Forest away is, is particularly easy given what we've seen from them so far. They've still got the kind of wind of themselves from coming up. West Ham, the Derby, anything can happen in that. You just, you just never know. Perisic is a good option, but I, I wouldn't be ripping my team up to, to bring him in. Um, and I would, I would, I wouldn't be taking Cancelo out to bring him in either. Yeah. So I would say not do that. To do what you said and try and find another way uh, to bring him in. Um, uh, FPL rank chase is Cucurella still good for starts and points? It's funny how it can change around so quickly, isn't it? Last week it was like, oh my god, Cucurella's got an assist. He's the greatest player. Everyone bring him in. And uh, Chelsea lose three 0 to Leeds. It's like, oh no. Maybe we shouldn't be buying Cucurella. Maybe two Chelsea defenders is too much. Have you got? You haven't got him, have you? you, you I don't have any Chelsea players, no, but right. I would say at five million, Cucurella's exceptional value and as likely to start as any Chelsea defender. Um, because and Tuchel has said it, he's he can play in one of three positions, and most players in that Chelsea backline can play in one of one or two. Cucurella, if they're playing a five, can be the left centre back or the left wing back. If they're playing in a four, the left back. So Cucurella is going to get, and I said this when he signed before we'd even seen him against Spurs. I said, I think Cucurella is going to be a seven or eight games starts out of 10. So starts 80% of the time. You absolutely take that for a team that plays three times a week or twice a week, every week to the World Cup. Um, Good avenue to points. He was on corners uh, against Spurs, the outswingers. I think that was his first corner in the Premier League and he got an assist. Mm. <laughs> he isn't, and you know this from Brighton, as like, Kikorella's not going to go and get you bags of assists and goals, but he'll get, he'll do well in the bonus point system and he'll keep a lot of clean sheets and he will pop up with the occasional assist. So at 5 million, what more do you want? He's a good, he's a good buy. I still prefer James if you can find the extra million. Yeah. I think when he was when he was at Brighton, he was a bit more expensive than our others, and he never really got the the points to kind of justify it. And yeah. I kind of thought he would kind of fall in the cracks. He wouldn't be that good an option at Chelsea because of the rotation. He wouldn't be that good an option at Brighton because he's too expensive for for what we are. But I think actually the Chelsea moves good for him from from FPL wise. I think he plays the majority of games. Like I can see him giving rest to the centre backs when when they need to with the Champions yeah. League. 
But also, I'm not totally convinced that Chilwell was first choice anymore. No. I think I think Cucurella could even already have ousted him as, as first choice because it's interesting that Chilwell starts the first game and then doesn't play in, in the yeah. next two. Like there's there's your minutes being managed and being eased back into the team, and then you've got you know a fifty million pound signing whose main role is at left wing back where he's where he's where Chilwell plays. So I wouldn't be too surprised if we saw Chil- if we saw Chilwell you know taking the majority of minutes off Chilwell and then giving um, rest to, to the centre backs with Chilwell coming in if and when. So I think he's I think he's a, a perfectly good option um, going forward. And the Chelsea fixtures are so nice. So yeah, I think he's a buy. I'd rather have him than Perisic. How's that? Oh, that? that is a statement. How's that? I would prefer Perisic to Cucurella, but I'm all for them both being good. Perisic is way more exciting when he plays, but Cucurella just in this period now over the next four weeks, I'm expecting uh, more points from Cucurella than, than Perisic. I think. Am I? Do I want to hang my head on that? Yeah, I'll stick with it. <laughs> I'll remind you of that when yeah. Perisic goes and bangs a 20-pointer this weekend. It's, it's the next two, isn't it? I mean, you know, Perisic in the next two looks great because he's, he's probably going to start them both. But then you're probably going to get another game out of Cucurella. And then when Perisic is playing Man City, Cucurella's playing Fulham. Yeah, so fair. Can he kind of bring it back up? And, he, and he's a bit cheaper. I don't know. It's interesting. There's probably not a huge money between them. Um, Angelo Davies, a start, a bench one, Bailey, Rodrigo or Perisic? Oh, easy one for me there. Really easy one. You bench Bailey. I know, I know he started last weekend when we were quite surprised by that and loads of sold him ahead of game week three and he started, he got an assist and he hit the bar from an amazing effort against Palace. Looked really good. Again in the week, he went Ings and Watkins in the, in the cup mm. and Bailey was benched. Bailey came on and did score. There is a good chance Bailey starts, but there's also a good chance he doesn't. So let's say that's a 50-50 if Bailey starts this weekend. I genuinely think it is a 50-50. But if he starts, are we expecting points? How have Aston Villa looked in terms of attack this year? Not very good. Yeah, I look at Rodrigo. Difficult game, but he's been flying. You wouldn't put it past him to score if Leeds do. And you absolutely do not bench Perisic because he will start this week, uh, this weekend. So yeah, that's an easy one for me. You bench Bailey all day long. I agree. Easy, easy decision. I think Villa are the worst of those three teams at the moment. Yeah. Um, West Ham is arguably the toughest opponent. They haven't started the season that strongly, but you know they were what a top seven, top eight side last yeah. year. I mean, Brighton are, are really good as well, obviously, but you know West Ham can turn it on. And I think Bailey is the weakest of those three players, given what I've seen so far this season. So all the signs point to Bailey being benched, which probably means you'll get a double digit and. You'll be cursing us. Um, but on paper, I think that's quite an easy, quite an easy stream. Stream? Decision. Oh, I said stream. Yeah. Uh, Nuisance BS says, Jenny, you're the perfect replacement for Sam. That's nice. Oh, thanks, Nuisance. That's nice of you to say, mate. <laughs> People are saying there's not enough flirting, though. So maybe step it up a little bit. Have you heard this? Do you and Sam flirt? Have I've, you, never, I've not witnessed this. <laughs> we, get co- we get comments every stream saying how much we, we flirt. So... Okay. <laughs> clearly, clearly, you know, it's it's just amazing chemistry between us. Uh, Damien Bruns says, shout gonna out. We're going to get Lynn and Lee on the stream together. I know. Instead. Yeah, we, we were going to do it. Oh, no, I'm not going to say this in case we do it one day. Um, we, oh, we, we, okay. We, we, I guess now where you're going with this. Yeah, we might have something in the, in the, in the, in the plans. Uh, James, hold or sell? Easy hold. I'm looking to maybe buy Reese James this week. Um, I probably won't. I'll probably go to Gundogan, but it's an option. Like, definitely, definitely do not sell Reese James. Why would you? Why would anyone? I, I people, the fear what, I put, of he's only going to play right centre back, but even when he plays right centre back, he can still get points. You can't sell Reese James ahead of Leicester, Southampton, West Ham, and Fulham. 
No. Like, no way. No way. Like, you know, he's he's already got attacking returns in, in two of his three games. Yeah. He's, you know, Chelsea, okay, this week, I'm, I wouldn't back completely on a clean sheet this week, given that um, Koulibaly's out, and we probably are going to see Rhys James playing at centre-back in this match, but are you not going to want Rhys James for Southampton next week? And then oh, Fulham yeah. in game week four? Chelsea's best player. Yeah, he's their most attacking player. They'll, 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 they'll sort this. Um, Fafana's going to sign... You know, they're bidding 60, 70, 80 million for him. Like Leicester aren't going to keep rejecting it. He will sign. As soon as Fafana signs, that cements Reese James at back at right wing back. So yeah. def- definitely hold him. No, no way would I, would I be selling him. Um, not a chance. Um, FPL spawns, if, uh, fantasy football, is it too early for a poem? I've just read the poem. Yes, it is too early for a poem. I feel Spartans. Oh, Spartans, <laughs> we love your poems. <laughs> not one of his best ones, uh, I don't think. I mean, he's rhymed. He's rhymed. Frown with him. I tell you what, Spartans, put it in a super chat. We might read it out. Yeah, maybe that's, <laughs> that's your only chance. Uh, Alex H, uh, James and Walker, uh, James or Walker to Perisic this week or roll. Well, definitely don't sell James. I don't mind the Walker to Perisic Walker move. To Perisic. If I'm honest, I really don't. Uh, Walker was very poor against Newcastle, but look, St Max can turn it on. I do think Walkers will probably start be a three and four man. I don't think he's going to be a nailed Cancelo type restarts four and four. I think Walker will miss the occasional game. And remember you do, when Ake's back fit, he can play left back. Stones can play right mm. back. They have signed a new left back who's not going to be playing first team football for a while, I don't think. Um, but I much prefer Perisic to Walker. And look, if you're signing Perisic this week, guys, it's very easy to sign the guy that just went and got double digits last week. Just bear in mind, he will not start. He's very unlikely to play three games in six game in six days. So when he gets his benching on game two or three of the, that little run, don't be annoyed. You have to be able to take the rough with the smooth with Perisic and you have to know what you're getting into. There will be times where he is subbed off on a clean sheet before 60 minutes and he gets one point. But there will be times where he goes and get there will be a few times, quite a few, I think, where he gets double digits. Mm-hmm. So for me, you've got to be in it to win it. And I'm happy going there. And I'll probably start him every week unless Conte makes it obvious he needs a rest. Then you might bench him. But... He's so explosive. I'd want him in my team over Walker. Well, they're the complete opposite players, aren't they? You've got Walker, yeah. who's probably going to steadily trickle along with sixes and the odd two when they concede and that kind of stuff. But he's never, he's never going to get you dub digits. Ever. Did he even score a goal last year, Walker? He probably normally, not. He, he normally gets one screamer a year, doesn't he? he and then two assists it. or something. That's yeah, yeah. He, he, no, he normally gets one. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if you didn't have any. I can't Last year he got he got two assists. No goals. The year before that he got one goal, one assist. Yeah. So you know he's getting two attacking involvements a season. Yeah, I know. It's surprising, isn't it, when you think about his pace and and yeah. you know him playing for that team and the way they use the left back on the on the other side. Um, how he when he get, burst he onto the more. scene, he was a bit of an assist guy, wasn't he? Yeah, I remember he at Spurs, it was our Walker getting loads of pullbacks. I mean, there's a season in 2012-13 which must have been at Spurs. He got six assists. You know, useful. I remember when he signed for City, one of my, my Spurs friends was a little, he was like, he's a good player, but he can't cross. And he has got absolutely uh, okay. no end product at all whatsoever. And that, and I think Pep just plays on that, right? It's a bit like what Emerson Royale does at Spurs now. Conte said yeah. to him, you can't cross, good mate. Comparison. So just stop crossing. And now he doesn't cross. And now he's not going to get a huge amount of, of attacking returns, probably. Um, yeah. I would rather have Perisic than Walker. I don't really like Walker. I think he's boring. I think you could do something else with that Man City spot as well. Maybe a Gundogan um, or, or something like that. Maybe you want to get, maybe move for Foden. Maybe you could, you know, just, just having that spot open, I think, just makes you a bit more flexible. 
Um, and I, I think Walker could even be dropped at some point as well. Yeah. Like, I know they haven't got a huge amount of options at fullback, but they could move Ake to left back and sell over to right back. Stones can play at left back as well. They've got this new young guy come in. And Walker's been really poor, I thought, I think, so far this season. So I would yeah. do Walker to Perisic. I agree. Easy. I like yeah. Um, Andrew Kolznick. That's a good question. What's the fixture of the round? What game are you most looking forward to this week, Jenny? Uh, for me, it's Brighton versus Leeds. Uh, could give out some valuable insight for key FPL players to purchase for my team. Very nice question. What game are you most looking forward to? I'm, I think Spurs Forest could be a big one. Mm. I think that could be pretty high scoring. I think I think Forest will score at home, but I think Spurs will get tons of chances. My my eyes, as always, though, are on the players I've just bought, and I the reason I bought. I was so sold on Ivan Tony. He was the fixtures. Tony looked brilliant against Fulham. He was unlucky not to get that second goal that was ruled out for offside going against play. Rashford's was on the night after, which mm. looked offside to me. <laughs> um, and Brentford Agreed. play Everton. And Everton have looked terrible at the back. I think Brentford and Ivan Tony could be one to really look out for. And therefore, I think that fixture, if things go well for Tony and he gets another goal, I think I think we could see people changing a lot in their teams to get Tony in because the fixtures are still good for a little run. After Everton, it's Palace, Leeds, Southampton. And I just think not many teams are set up with three attacking forwards. They've got Haaland, Jesus and an enabler. I think if Tony scores against Everton, the fact he would have gone four game weeks in a row with good returns, he's averaging over eight points a game in the first three We'll see people selling the likes of Robertson down to Williams to then convert a forward up to Tony. Um, and they'll be taking money out the back to get Tony. Because at the moment, people are taking a bit of money out the back. They're not taking it overly seriously no. that they have to get that third t- attacker in. I think if Tony delivers four weeks on the trot, with the fixes he's got, everyone will be beelining towards him. And then you can sell him to Mitrovic in five weeks' time, which everyone kind of wants to do planning forward anyway. So let me get this straight. And this is what this is the perfect. I'm ahead example. of the curve, is what I'm saying. Well, the, um, this is the perfect <laughs> example of what FPL does to us because you're saying out of all ten matches this week, the game you're most looking forward to is Brentford versus Everton, so you can see yeah. if Tony is a must-have. That's what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is, and that's because I, for selfish reasons, because I'm invested in Tony, and the way the game's set up this year feels like you're playing with two, three players each week because so many have got that core seven or eight players that you need those three players that not everyone has got your three differentials to do well and. Tony is my biggest one. I mean, my counter-argument is I would say that's the worst game this weekend because I don't care at all. Uh, I haven't got Tony. I haven't got any Brentford players and I haven't, I'm never going to be getting any Everton players, I don't think. Um, Mope is, is due to sign, apparently. Maybe I'll watch him a Ooh. bit to see. He, I, I was talking to FPL Prince on Twitter and I said, you know, be prepared if you sign Mope to be frustrated. And he just said, well, I'm frustrated by all our players anyway, so we'll fit right in. I was like, yeah, that's Probably, probably about right. I think Everton, the team that create barely any chances, yep. and need someone really prolific yep. to to put their very few chances in the net of signing the guy that needs tons of chances. <laughs> oh, he's 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 a he's a nightmare to to watch. Um, for me, I, I think the 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 clear um, fixture this week that I've got interest in is, is Southampton United, the first game of the week, because okay. I really want to see if United can kick on from that Liverpool match, or whether they're just going to go back to how they've been for the last eight or nine months because if they if they put in a performance like they did against Liverpool against Southampton and they win that game 3-0 and maybe we get another goal from Rashford maybe Martial plays and looks good get a clean sheet maybe Malassia's an option and we start getting some options from United I think that could shake up the template quite a lot yeah yeah you know we might see a Sancho coming into people's thoughts a Rashford a Martial there's lots of players there who could have a bit of an impact so 
I'm really looking. For, I won't be watching it because I'll be doing the match of the day challenge. But I'm be ho- I'm actually hoping for a big United win in that. To, yeah, to make to shake the game up a bit. If Rashford does score, people will like him because he's six point five. I can see Matt's just say he's starting Rashford in the chat. Just be wary. United are gonna sign a wide forward, and with that or forward, the guy that will drop out in that front three first choice for me, even if he scores this weekend. Sancho will keep his place. I think Martial will be the leading nine. And then let's say Anthony comes in, he'll be in ahead of Rashford. So if Rashford does bang, don't buy him until that transfer window is closed and you see what business United yeah. have done because there's a very good chance he won't be in the first choice 11 come uh, September. I think that's good advice for everyone as well. When when this deadline ends, you know, a lot of people are keen to make early transfers. A lot of people are keen to, you know, catch the yeah. price rises. Next week, of all weeks is not the Your week whole. to make early moves because you just don't know who, what teams are going to buy, who's going to come in. You know, players you, you think are nailed on might not be so nailed on. Walker's a good example of that. For example, maybe City do go out and buy another fullback. Maybe they go yeah. out and buy a right back or a left back and then that kind of changes the landscape on him. You know, so there's there's a lot of things that can happen um, on the 31st. So do just hold your transfers and just as loan deals as well. Absolutely. There are players like um, just looking at Chelsea midfielders. Okay, Gallagher's probably going to stay. He's five point eight. Barkley is four point nine. Let's say he goes to a mid-table team and is a starter every yep. week. Hudson Odoi is five point three. Let's say he goes out on loan. Even Billy Gilmore four point four. Let's say he goes. These players, if they go out on loan could be really good buys, pickups for that fifth midfielder. So again, just hold till the deadline. What do you think of this? 140 million they're talking about for Gordon and Fafana with Hudson-Odoi and Chalabar going out on loan. Yeah. Are, are they £140 million better than those two players? I mean, I, th- I think Hudson-Odoi is a better player than Gordon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's, 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 a diff- it's a really strange one. The Chelsea centre-backs that they've let go in, I mean, Louis Cole's gone on loan to Brighton. That was part of the Cucurella deal. Yep. Thank God he's not been sold. But Chelsea have also sold Tomori, who's the best, one of the best centre-backs in Serie A. He'll be in the England squad, potentially in the 11 at the World Cup. And then they've also sold Mark Gay, who at uh, Crystal Palace is doing really, really well. I think he was player of the year or fans player of the year. So the amount of good players Chelsea are getting rid of and potentially someone like a hudson Doy, so Gordon can come in, seems crazy. It does, not it? I mean, Gordon is a good player. But and obviously Tuchel likes him and wants and sees something because I, I don't know I find it difficult when when you can clearly see that the 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 problem in that Chelsea team is with, you know, the striker position yeah. with with Havertz yeah. not really looking like he can he can kind of operate in that thing reliably for a whole season. It see, it seems to me that's the obvious position to fill. I'd be interested to see if Broya what happens with Broya because if he does go out on loan. Um, you know, we, I know what a talented player is. I, I know he frustrated a lot of people last season, but obviously he's, he's a great talent. But if he does yeah. stay at Chelsea, you know, and they don't sign a striker, there is a chance that he does break into that side this season. Yeah. So, yeah, all um, all interesting, all, all kind of interesting things that could happen next week. Um, Damien Brains says surname is pronounced Brains. Yeah, I said it right that time. Thank you for that. It's, it's uh, I wouldn't have thought it was pronounced Brains. B R U Y N S. Would you have thought that was pronounced Brains? I would have said Brines. Brines. Oh, Brines. Or okay. Yeah. Brines. I went Brunes, I think. Brunes. Um, Gary Ash, as you're looking at any Brighton assets, I am. I'm looking at Sanchez. Um, I think if I was buying a keeper now, I would buy Sanchez. So are you going to buy one next week then? No, I don't think so. I think I'm going to hold off for Henderson because um, I think in game week six, the fixture run for Forest is brilliant. Bournemouth, Leeds, Fulham, Leicester, Villa, Wolves, Brighton. And he okay, is, yeah. he's the number one keeper. It looks like, um, you know, 4.5, making tons of saves, loads of recoveries. 
he just seems to be that kind of Pope mould type player yeah. who, who just does everything you want from a kind of goalkeeper. So he did it at Sheffield United, Henderson, exactly. didn't he? He's, he was he's, in all our teams. He's just a, he's just a top quality goalkeeper. So if I was to buy one now, I'd get Sanchez because they've got Leeds and Fulham. Um, I think if I hold off for a few weeks, I can I can move for Henderson. And that gives me a chance to assess Mount and, and do some other things. So I also like Raya as well um, in goal. I mean, Everton, Palace, Leeds, Southampton. That's a really nice run. Other than that for Brighton, I like Pascal Gross. Obviously, he hasn't got penalties, but 5.7. I think it's still a good price for him. Um, I love Trossard. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this new fullback we've signed. That should mean that Trossard plays a bit further up the pitch. I just think he's a bit expensive at, at 6.5. I think you, you go for Gross and, and kind of save that money. Um, I'll tell you who I do like, though, who I don't see anyone's team, um, is Lewis Dunk at 4-5. Well, pre-season, many were saying he was the best 4.5 yeah. option, but no one went with a 4.5 defender, did they? Uh, and yeah. then now Salaba's 4.6, and you look at the Arsenal back line and go, oh, that's better than Brighton's. But Dunk offers so much goal threat, too. True, yeah. I think Salaba and, and Dunk are both are both good options. I mean, Brighton haven't created anything for Dunk yet so far. Um, but... There's no reason to say why they can't. They've got, we've got loads of creative players in the team, um, and he is he's always he's always historically been a threat for us. So I think if you're in the market for a four five, because uh, Salaba's gone up now, isn't he? I think he's four six. So if you've got four five, I think Dunk's yeah. the, the standout. I probably would lean towards Salaba, but if you've got like Ramsdale, Marcelli, and Jesus, for example, you can't get another one. So then I'd probably go for Dunk. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, four point five keeper. As I, I know you mentioned Raya and Sanchez because I'm the same. I'm like. I'm not going this week because I'm still not sure who I'm happy with. One I'm looking at next week is Guaita. I just like okay. Palace defence and not many of us have Palace players and we know they're a really good defence when, when the fixtures turn. They've had an awful start in terms of fixtures. It's Man City this week, but then it goes Brentford, Newcastle, United, Brighton. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at both Guaita and Melier as well as Raya. I don't think I'll go Sanchez, but yeah options it's it's mm. i'd love and now henderson's had the price rise it might price me out of him at 4.6 but yeah what i don't want is ward anymore <laughs> that's that's the key thing i think we can agree on that one <laughs> oh, so so sick of him i was so confident on that at the start of the season but it's oh, turned around yeah. very quickly yeah it turns out everyone else was right um i had a question from phil but i've lost it now uh was it phil oh yeah phil bailey um chelsea should go for it wasn't even a question it was just chelsea should go for mitrovic I like that. Great signing. Yeah. The reason why Mitrovic is so successful, though, is because he's a whole team built around getting him chances. Yeah. He wouldn't, you stick him in that Chelsea team, he wouldn't be the same because someone like Sterling's is too selfish. They haven't really got a huge amount of creativity around the midfield. Yeah. I mean, Reese James would love it, just sticking the ball on Mitrovic's head. Yeah. But... Tuchel would just never play with that type of striker. And it's no. the same problem with Lukaku. Lukaku's not a bad player. Watch him go and do really well in the Champions League this season for Inter. It's Tuchel wants to play with ticky-tacky build-up, lots of passes into the nine. The nine coming short a lot, bringing the wide forwards into play. He doesn't want to play back to front fast, which is what Lukaku wanted to do, which is what Conte does, which is why Lukaku and Conte work so well. But that's also what Mitrovic wants. Mm. Lots of crosses in, direct. So yeah, that move just wouldn't work. It would be like the Lukaku move all over again. The Chelsea nine is a very unique position. And Tuchel's nines don't often score huge amounts of goals. Ask Havertz or Werner um, or Lukaku. But it's he asks a very unique job of them. Yep. No, good analysis. Uh, James White... Would you have Salah or De Bruyne on a wild card for game weeks four to nine? I wouldn't go without Salah. Period. 
I just would. I think De Bruyne is a fantastic option. You could. There's ways of going both. Would you? You don't have to have Haaland. Knowing the minutes Haaland's going to get, potentially go Salah and KDB and have a front three of Tony, Jesus, and Mitrovic. If I was wild coding this week, I would say Salah. If you're wild coding next week, I would be half tempted to say De Bruyne. If I'm just picking one, if I had to pick one for 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 in that time, because Liverpool have got Bournemouth, Newcastle, Everton, Wolves, Chelsea, right? I think Newcastle, Wolves, and Chelsea, they're not the easiest games, especially with Liverpool playing the way they are. Whereas in those three games, City have Forest, Villa, and Wolves as well. So it's basically Forest and, and Villa versus Newcastle and Chelsea. Yeah. Would you go KDB over Haaland? I think that's the question. For me, it's it's Salah's in, but you go, do you want KDB or Haaland? And I genuinely think, given the option this week, knowing what we're about to go into with the three seat, three game weeks, I think I'd go KDB, given the free swing. I've got KDB and I'd go Haaland. <laughs> I've got Haaland, I'd go KDB. You always want what you, always want what you can't have. Always want what you can't have. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think we, it's a wait and see. It's a complete wait and see. I mean, everyone's talking about worries about rotation, but it could be that Haaland misses out in the Champions League. They haven't got the, the hardest group. I mean, they've got what, Sevilla, Dortmund and Copenhagen, is it? I mean, Sevilla, they, they should win that. They should win that game. Dort- yeah, Copenhagen at home, you think you'll get a rest. Yeah, Dortmund have got, have, you know, they've, they've, they've won the league without him last, last year. So, I don't know. We don't, we don't know where the rest are going to come for, for Haaland. We are expecting them to be. Um, it's the 60, 70 minute games though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You're going to get 90 out of KDB more often than not. You're going to get 60 to 70 out of Haaland a lot. So would you prefer KDB's 90 or Haaland's 70? Again, that's up for discussion, I guess. Yeah, true. There's, there's, there's not a lot in it. I just think Haaland is like, I, De Bruyne is, is a incredible player, but I, I never really feel like he's going to hit huge hauls. I feel like he's he's going to get you a, like a couple of assists maybe and get you kind of like eight nine points very re- regularly. But Haaland, I watch him in every match, apart maybe, even that Bournemouth match when he had eight touches, he still could have come away from that with twelve thirteen points. Every must game be horrible watching. It is it's awful it's honestly. Not, no, it's, must I, be horrible. Sometimes you can watch City and you you don't have De Bruyne and he plays quite deep and he's pinging lovely balls around and all that and you, you don't have the same fear of just watching someone like Haaland just like standing in the middle you know getting chances getting shots so i i i would per- there's not much in it i would personally pick Harland over kdb for the next sort of six weeks if i could but i'm i'm not going to make that move with de bruyne and that's how close it is so yeah not much in it um matt henley says kdb captain shout next week yeah he'll be my captain for sure at home to forest yeah that's see i don't right. know if people will want a captain Harland. well because no, of the minutes true. yeah that's true yeah, good point. Yeah, okay, yeah, good point. Maybe maybe for that captaincy, maybe KDB is the better pick out of, out of him in Holland. Um, I had another one as well that I was going to take. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, FPL Baden says, please explain price changes. Quite a few people asking the questions in this chat. I mean, I wish we could explain price changes. The fact is, we don't. We have about as much of a clue about them as, as you do. I, I, I use FPL statistics that, that gives a kind of a, a guesstimate. Same. On on these choices, there's you know FPL Fix have have them as well. There's different kind of ways in which people predict. It's it's all based on you know people buying and selling players. But occasionally you get FPL towers who decide to lock a player um, in price. Um, wild cards don't affect it at all. So this week there's been a lot of wild cards played. So I saw a few comments about Trent, wondering why he hasn't dropped yet. 
I imagine it's because there's, there's been wild cards to, to lose him and then that doesn't affect the kind of the price status. I don't think a lot of people are selling Trent for a transfer, for example. They're doing yeah. it as part of a shake-up, maybe of moving defend- expensive defenders out and reshaping their kind of whole lines. So it's hard to predict. It's, it's particularly hard to predict really early in the season as well. I'd actually say this season, though, the, the price um, predictor sites are doing really well. Um, yeah. Last year, it was carnage. You had players going up at like 60% predicted and players dropping and all that kind of stuff. Whereas <laughs> now I'm looking at them, if they're around 96%, they're, they're going to go. They're, they're probably going to go. Yeah. So an example tonight, Leon Bailey's at 97.9%. He needs apparently around two and a half thousand managers to transfer him out between now and it's at 2 a.m. I think or yeah. one or 2 a.m. He's very likely to drop to 4.8 tonight, guys, Leon Bailey. Yeah. Again, he's, I'm selling him tonight because I don't want that other point one. No, I think if you if you've got Bailey, you've, you've got to you've got to get rid. You've got you've got you know you. When I, wherever I look at my transfers, I always think to myself, who are my kind of weakest links in in this? And you know, by far my weakest link in my team is Ward at the moment, which I can't move easily enough. So I'm thinking, well, how can I move Ward? I need to sell someone else. I don't want to do that for a hit, so I need to save two transfers. Hence why I'm yeah. keeping Mount this week. So yeah, do do look at your team and see which which are your kind of your main priorities. I think because I'm I'm doing my sort of team selection video thing, and I'm just putting a little circle around the players, you know, green if they're fine, orange if they're a bit of a risk, and then red for the really sort of poor ones. Nice. And it does help because if you find yourself transferring out your green players, for example, to try and chase the next kind of big bandwagon, maybe you need to stop and just say, okay, now I need to focus on some of the weaker, the weaker yeah. ones. Yep. Like that. Uh, I think that's about it. We haven't had a super chat in a while. Um, loads of good um, comments and, and interaction in the chat though, so thanks very much. Uh, I'll be back with Neil at quarter past three for team news. Janny and I will be back next week with the team selection. We'll go live next week, Janny. Yeah, let's go live. We'll I, love, live I love interacting with the chat live. Yep. Good to see everyone in there. 777 watching now. Guys, before you go, do give us a thumbs up. Do give us a thumbs up. Do give us a subscribe on the channel. We are heading towards 80,000 subscribers, uh, which would be amazing. Um, good luck with Game Week 4, and we will see you very soon. See you guys.